This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Ryan Russ. Thank you, Sid. Today on Messianic Vision, our guest is Pastor Todd Smith of the North Georgia Revival. And Pastor, uh, you are having an incredible move of God in, in Georgia where many people are coming to your church. They're getting baptized. They're getting healed. We can literally spend the rest of the interview on all the healings and miracles uh, that God has done uh, through your ministry, but we've already done a show about that. I'm just giving everybody a uh, heads up of reminding them who you are, but this whole show today is an incredible book about speaking in tongues being your secret weapon, and Pastor, you are a former Southern Baptist pastor that admittedly used to publicly mock people who spoke in tongues. I absolutely did, and I was pastoring a really fast-growing church in Georgia as a Southern Baptist pastor, and uh, people would come into my church that were charismatics and spoke in tongues, and I uh, somewhat mocked them and on many occasions privately met with them to ask them not to uh, speak in tongues or pray in tongues during our church services. And so it was quite an interesting ride being a Southern Baptist and pastoring a growing church and and having people come in and talk about tongues and things of that nature. I just completely shut it down. Wasn't for it, having nothing to do with it. So how does a Southern Baptist pastor of a fast-growing church find the baptism of the Holy Spirit and get radically changed? Well, one of the things... Uh, Ryan, that made a big change in my heart was I started reading the Bible from a neutral perspective. And let me explain that. Oftentimes, whether, you know, we're Baptist, Methodist, even Pentecostal, Charismatic, we tend to read the Bible with those lenses on from that particular uh, perspective. And I really got hungry for more of God. I started watching people that were charismatics, and I realized that they had a level of of intimacy with Jesus I didn't have. They had a power that I didn't have, and so I said, Lord, I'm going to read the New Testament without my Baptist denominational glasses on. And it was at that point that the Spirit of the Lord began to speak to me, and not only speak to me, but reveal to me through the Scriptures that the baptism of the Holy Spirit was real. I saw references about the Holy Spirit, about tongues, and about a power that the early disciples possessed that I lacked in my life. And so after going through that, uh, what, what brought you to that place where you're like, I have to have this. I need this presence. I need this uh, baptism in the Holy Spirit. Well, I, the investigation that I went on, the research, it took me a year and a half to literally you know, mull through all of the pros and the cons, those that were for and those that were against. I listened to sermon after sermon, teaching after teaching. I read book after book. And 
as, as I was a student uh, receiving my master's degree at Southwestern Baptist Theological uh, Seminary, my emphasis was in the biblical languages. And so I really had to navigate my way through all the nuances of the scriptures, the words, the meanings, and break it down. But at the end of the day, after a year and a half of, of the research, I said, Jesus, I am convinced that the baptism with the Holy Spirit is valid and is for me today. And when I had that nailed down, when that was secure in my spirit and my mind, nothing was going to prevent me from encountering the same power of the Holy Spirit that the early disciples did. And that's when I... Uh, literally went to a Pentecostal prayer meeting, Ryan, and, and that's the last place that a Southern Baptist pastor should be. That is the last place. <laughs> right. And I ended up going to a small pastoral prayer meeting, Pentecostals that were there, and I went for one purpose, and that was to be filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And by the time I left that prayer meeting, this Southern Baptist pastor's life was changed and altered forever. I received the fullness of the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues, and it has been a game changer for me. And that's been since 1995, correct? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So I wanted you to know that, uh, for those of you who are listening, it was 1995. So Pastor Todd has spent 25 years pursuing tongues, praying in the Holy Spirit, teaching on it, and he's got this brand new book out called Speaking in Tongues, your secret weapon. Now, I want to backtrack a little bit, Pastor, because your book, and we've uh, read a number of books through the years here with Sid on tongues, but you gave information that we've never even heard before. So let's let's go back to your book and talk about what the New York Times in 2006 reported about tongues. Yeah, when I started researching and writing the book on speaking in tongues, I knew I had a mandate from the Lord, Ryan, that I had to help people understand the seriousness of speaking in tongues, because it is the most controversial subject in the church, in my opinion. So when I was writing this book, I I wanted to have science to the best of our ability to validate this supernatural spiritual phenomenon, speaking in tongues. So I came across this particular study that the New York Times reported on, and they, in England they did a study on a 1,000 people, evangelical Christians, and found out that those that engaged in the practice of speaking in tongues, and I'm talking about everyday praying in the Spirit, they found out that they had fewer mental disorders than those that did not pray in the Spirit. I found that to be a very significant piece of research because it came from the New York Times that they reported on it, in fact, on November the 7th in 2006, that praying in tongues helps your mental health. (laughs) That's from the New York Times. Yeah, and for that alone, we should be praying in tongues all day, <laughs> exactly. every day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, on top of that, Pastor, you dive into a, even a university study report on tongues. What was that about? Yeah, Dr. Andrew Newberg from the University of Pennsylvania, 
who actually was the associate professor in the, in the Department of Radiology and Psychiatry and was even board certified in internal medicine, nuclear medicine, and nuclear cardiology. So this is not just a new uh, professor that just got his uh, teaching certificate to be able to, to share at higher learning the institutions and universities. And so he did a study regarding those who actually spoke in tongues. And they noticed that when they ran them through the testing uh, devices and the scans that they did while people were praying in the spirit, praying in tongues, that the frontal part of their brain was neutralized. In other words, the frontal lobe that literally controls thinking, reasoning, planning, managing, that also controls the emotions and even the speaking portion of the frontal lobe, the part of the brain, when people were praying in the spirit, the scans and the tests reveal that the frontal lobe of the brain that controls the speech part was neutral, had almost zero activity. Now, that is significant because when we pray in the spirit, Paul indicated in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 that when we pray in the spirit, it is our spirit that prays. And Paul even said that when I pray in tongues, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. In other words, I, I, I don't know what I'm praying. And so I found this to be a, just a, a really significant piece of, of research because many people don't understand how tongues work, what's going on in their body, what's going on in their mind. Now, they also revealed that when they were praying in English, the same scans and the same test revealed that the frontal lobe of their brain was firing. It was active, okay? There was a lot of motion going on in the frontal part of their brain, but when they were switched over to praying in tongues or singing in tongues, the frontal lobe was neutralized, which I believe reveals and validates what Paul was saying, that when I pray in tongues, my spirit prays. So this is a completely spiritual activity that is initiated by the Holy Spirit that comes through the spirit of man and bypasses the natural brain. And on that note, Pastor, uh, you know, I've been praying in tongues for uh, since I was 12. I'm 46. And I, I learned myself, and I know you have, the more you develop your prayer life of praying in the Holy Spirit, you learn to pray literally while you're doing other things because like you just taught us and like the study showed, your mind, it bypasses the mind so you can literally pray in the Spirit and still do your ongoing activities throughout the day. Oh, yeah, that's a beautiful uh, thing. That That's why Paul says to us that we can pray, pray in the Spirit or pray without ceasing. There is a way to connect your spirit to continue to pray and your mind could be thinking uh, about what you're needing to do, whether it's on the job or even uh, around the house. If you're working in the yard, you can continue to do your activities, have your brain working in that element, but then your spirit also working and praying. And it is just a beautiful phenomenon that I believe the majority of the body of Christ doesn't quite understand. But 
this book, I really believe, is helping unlock the understanding so people could see the value and the significance of praying in the Holy Spirit. And, Pastor, you're talking about people not really understanding. And you you've you were finding uh, and are finding a disturbing trend in church. I'm talking about spirit-filled, charismatic, Pentecostal churches that they're not speaking in tongues. I mean, they identify as being charismatic and Pentecostal and believe in all those things, but they're not doing that. The they're, they seem non-spirit-filled, but they promote themselves as a spirit-filled church. What is happening and what needs to happen? Well, as I travel around and I preach at different churches, there is this disturbing trend that I, I recognize, and it was one of the reasons why I wrote the book, Speaking in Tongues, Your Secret Weapon, because I would be in Pentecostal charismatic churches where speaking in tongues and praying in the Spirit should have been a part of their daily lives and daily routine. But person after person was coming up to me after the meeting, and I would ask them, are you Spirit-filled? Have you prayed in the Spirit? Do you pray in tongues? And overwhelmingly, people were saying, no, I, I don't, I haven't, or I used to. And it is that reason why I said I've got to address this because it is such an important issue. It is such an important issue. And these were charismatic Pentecostal churches. I could understand it when Baptist churches like mine did not see the validity of speaking in tongues, okay, that it was not necessary, that it wasn't even for today. That we, I didn't even believe in it. But going to the charismatic and Pentecostal churches, I was seeing something more disturbing. Leaders and pastors were undervaluing the significance of praying in tongues. Therefore, the demonstration of that, the, the evidence, was that their church members were not acquainted with praying in the Holy Spirit. They heard about it, but they were not practicing. And I don't know, Ryan, which one is worse. I don't know if it's worse to do not see that it is valid or to see that it is valid but undervalue it at the same time. And this is one of the things the devil wants to do in the church, to minimize the praying in the Holy Spirit. Because if he can keep us from praying in tongues, Literally, the cause of the devil will be able to be promoted and to advance without any significant opposition. Oh, I, I completely agree. And I I believe that once this book and your teaching and this show catches fire, so to speak, and we get more people praying in tongues, more people baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's going to change the whole face of Christianity. There's going to be that roar going through the world of people praying. And, and Pastor, it wasn't too long ago you were in Florida uh, uh, preaching and 80 received their prayer language. Tell that story. Yeah, we were, you know, moving in the revival setting in um at Thrive Church in Apopka, Florida, with Pastor Kevin Craig, and he had heard what God was doing. In fact, he had come to the Dawsonville uh, area to Christ Fellowship Church, home of the North Georgia Revival, and saw the fire of God falling upon people in the baptismal waters. And as you know, the Lord gave me a vision one day when I was praying that there would be fire on the baptismal waters, and Revival broke out at our church, and right now over 13,000 people have come through the baptismal waters and experienced a touch from the Lord. 
So Pastor Kevin saw that, and he said, Todd, come to Apopka, Florida, share the story, tell what God's doing, and then let's baptize. So I went down there one night, and just in one evening, Ryan, the most incredible thing happened. I was sharing the stories of the miracles, the power of God falling, the glory of the Lord being in our building in Christ Fellowship in Dawsonville. And the same thing happened at Apopka. God showed up, and we started baptizing. Now listen to this. We started baptizing around 9.30 in the evening, and they baptized for 12-plus hours. I got up the next morning. I left the church about 2.30 or 3 in the morning. I got up to catch a flight and found out, and as I was watching Facebook, they were still baptizing people at 9.30 in the morning. And the pastor told me, he said, Todd, I witnessed when people were baptized in those baptismal waters, when the Holy Spirit, when they would come up, the Holy Spirit, the fire of God would fall upon them, and they would literally begin to speak in tongues instantly instantly after being water baptized. And he said, Todd, I've been here for many, many years and never have seen that many people get baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues in one sitting like that. It was absolutely otherworldly. The presence and fire of God was coming upon his people. And Ryan, what God is doing now, I believe, with the church, he's reacquainting us with the first things of the early church. What people need to realize is the very first gift that God gave the church when it was birthed in in Acts chapter 2 was tongues. It was the very first thing, the initial thing that God gave to the church was tongues. And for some reason, throughout the decades and centuries and millennia, we have neglected that. We have seen and deemed it as not necessary or even not important as it was in the beginning. And that is very sad. It is a very sad state of affairs for the church to take that posture. Pastor, you you have a unique uh, portion of your book, and I've never heard this before, so I'm looking forward to, I mean, I read it, but I want to look forward to you saying it on this uh, interview, is that praying in tongues literally boost our immune system. Yeah, and that is true. Um, Carl Peterson, a medical doctor, in fact a brain specialist, did a study on the relationship between the brain and speaking in tongues. He is and was a professor at ORU in Tulsa, and he found out this. He said that when we spend extended times in prayer, and our worship in the Spirit as far as uh, singing in tongues, the brain begins to release two chemicals, okay, that are directed to our immune system, literally giving a 35% boost to the immune system. And this is remarkable. Again, everything that God does, He does for a purpose. Can you imagine how it can affect us physically, not only spiritually, when we as God's people begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says that when we pray in tongues, we edify ourselves, we build ourselves up. But when he came out with that study, it literally shook the church. 
and but yet somehow along the way we said oh, it's not that important but we're getting reacquainted with that but that's a significant and really powerful study where our immune system is boosted by 35 to 40 percent when we pray in tongues consistently and uh, it looks like we need to do that now more than ever doesn't it? <laughs> exactly you talk about praying in tongues you don't say it like this I, I'm, I'm putting these words in we we tend to overcomplicate it and you talk about praying in tongues is flipping the switch what do you mean by that yeah so many people struggle with praying in the spirit how do i do it what is necessary um and many people are really concerned uh ryan that they are making it up they want it to be all god they don't want anything to do with it if it's a part of their flesh and I really caution caution them with this. I do appreciate their sincerity and their desire for for them to protect the the innocence of the encounter. But I tell people all the time, and and it is this that every time you and I pray in English, we're making it up. Now think about that. Every time I go to the Lord in prayer, I'm making something up. Not that that's bad. Not that that's evil, but I am literally thinking in my mind how I should pray and what I should pray. I'm, I'm making it up. And so many times in the body of Christ, we're afraid that when we are praying in the Spirit, we're making it up. But I tell people, you don't need to think in those terms because we need to let our spirit go and let it speak and begin to start the sounds and the syllables from our spirit to release them, and then the Spirit of the Lord will take over. And they say, well, how do I do that? Well, Paul said it this way. He says, I will pray in tongues, and he says, I will also pray in my native language with understanding. Whenever I pray in English, Ryan, my tongue is connected to my brain. Everything that I say first starts in my brain. As you and I are talking at this moment, every word I'm saying was initiated in my brain, and my tongue is connected to my brain, and therefore I'm releasing what I have thought. When we pray in the Spirit, when we pray in tongues, your tongue is connected to your spirit, okay, in the center of man. It is connected to your spirit, and oftentimes people struggle, well, how do I make the connection to my spirit? I liken it to walking into a room and there is a light switch on the wall. When you walk in the room, the light is off, but you flip the switch and immediately the light comes on. When you want to turn off the light, you flip the switch down and the light goes off. And I tell people, think about your tongue flipping the switch, connecting your tongue to your brain, praying in English or your native language, and then when you want to pray in tongues, you flip the switch and you connect your tongue to your spirit, and out of your spirit will come utterances and groanings from the Holy Spirit when you're actually able to pray the perfect will of God. Now, I can, and I know you can, uh, Pastor Ryan, you can flip the switch at any time, multiple times of the day, because it has become so natural to you. But for those that are just now beginning 
and receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues. They literally have to discipline themselves and flip the switch and say, I am going to connect my tongue to my spirit and give utterances and groanings from my spirit. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. And what when you were saying those things, it reminded me of how you're really setting yourself up for success, for lack of a better term. When you pray in tongues, there's so many, and you list, uh, in fact, you did a uh, CD set for us called The Ten Benefits of Praying in Tongues. There are so many things, Pastor, that is happening in the spirit realm when we pray, not only, uh, which we'll talk about a little later, uh, what we're praying for and directing the tongues towards, but you talk about 10 benefits of praying in tongues, and these are incredible. Could you just give us a, a couple of those? Yeah, one of them is you actually pray the perfect will of God when you pray in tongues. Because Romans chapter 8 tells us we don't know how to pray as we ought to. There's limitations to our mind. We, we only know what we know. So when we're praying in English, we're limited to praying for the things that we are familiar with or that we actually know in real time. But the Spirit of the Lord is timeless, endless. He's in the future. He's in the present. He's in the past. He's everywhere at all times, and he is aware of all situations at all times. So when you and I are praying in the Spirit, we are actually able to pray the perfect will of God for ourselves, things that we don't even know yet, and also for our family, our children, our pastors, our neighbors, because we may not know what's going on in their life. We may not know the turmoil, the temptations, the stress, the struggle, but the Spirit of God knows that. And when I flip the switch and pray in the Spirit about a particular subject, I am literally releasing the will of God to be done in their life. I am praying the perfect plan of God for them. And I believe that may be the number one reason, Pastor Ryan, that the devil is helping us to minimize praying in tongues, literally the clergy and pastors and leaders. I believe that's the number one reason why he's, he's literally downplaying tongues, because he knows when the church of the living God gets a hold of this, that we're going to be releasing the plan of God on the earth. So if he can keep us just praying what we know, it limits us. And I believe it was Derek Parker that said the other day to Sid Roth, he says, I don't know enough to pray in English. <laughs> I <laughs> Therefore, like that. I have to pray in tongues more. Again, Pastor, this was the very first, the initial thing that God gave to the church, the ability to pray supernaturally in tongues. And Pastor, before we get to another benefit, you had made a couple statements about the enemy and in your book, you literally say the enemy will try to stop you. Don't let him. Uh, what what ha what happens when we start to get fervent with our praying in tongues? Where does the enemy try to get in, and what does he try to do so we can recognize it? What you talk about in your book to stop him? Well, a couple of things. He will tell you, and he's done this, and will always do this. He will say things like this: You know what you're doing really doesn't matter. He will say, you're not seeing a difference in your prayer uh, time. Why are you doing it? 
you know, those are some mental games, mind games that the devil will play on us. You know, why are you praying in the Spirit? You never see your prayers answered. You have no idea what you're praying, so how do you even know that God's answering your prayers? Well, the beautiful thing is I do not know all times when my prayers are being answered, but I do know I am being used as an instrument at that moment to pray the perfect will of God. Now, it may be for me, my family, concentric circle, or it may be a missionary on the foreign field that God just needed someone to intercede, someone to pray on his or her behalf. And only heaven will reveal the full impact of an individual that is committed to praying in tongues. And the marvelous thing about this is that we are in great company, Pastor, with this. For Paul even said, if I pray in a tongue, so the writer of two-thirds of the New Testament knew the value and the sustenance, literally, of praying in tongues. And if he needed it, who was literally personally tutored by the Lord, and who wrote you know, a, a major portion of the New Testament, if he saw that this was valid and necessary, how much more us 2,000 years removed should be praying in the Holy Spirit. And I, I don't mean to make light in any way, but that's, in a funny way, that's how I look at the Word of God myself. For instance, if Jesus had to pray, the very Son of God, Son of Man, if he had to pray, I certainly need to pray. If Paul uh, teaches, pray without ceasing, pray in tongues uh, as much as you can, and he, like you said, uh, wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, what are we doing? We, we need to do the yeah. same thing. It's, it's no telling what revelation we'll receive when we pray in tongues. Yeah, you know, one thing that a lot of people miss is, and this is a little bit controversial, and, and I don't think it should be, but it is because not many people are saying it, and it is this. I literally believe that Jesus expects every believer, not just Pentecostal Charismatics, Every believer should be praying in tongues. He expects that. And people say, well, Todd, you know, how can you make that bold, rash statement and be so you know, uh, dogmatic about it? Well, I look at Mark chapter 16, where Jesus is giving the Great Commission to his disciples. And he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, we're good with that. And then he says, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. We believe that, but he who does not believe will be condemned. We believe that. Now, here's where it gets problematic. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons, and they will speak with new tongues. And, and he says these are the ones, these are the signs that follow the believing ones, not a particular religious group or a particular movement or denomination. But he says if you are a believing one, you shall speak in new tongues. It is only man that has literally demonized speaking in tongues or de-emphasized speaking in tongues, but I believe Jesus fully expects every child of God to pray in the Holy Spirit. You know, I've never heard it said like that. That's so true, and Jesus is counting on the fact that we're supposed to be using our prayer language that he provided to us by his spirit. Pastor, will you give us another 
benefit, uh, whatever, whichever one you want. I know you list 10 of them in the CD set. Uh, give us another benefit of praying in the Holy Spirit. Well, one of them, which I think is so valuable, I mentioned about praying in the Spirit. It literally develops your spiritual muscles. Because the Bible points out that when we pray in tongues, we edify ourselves. In other words, it ramps up. It validates our spiritual side. It literally puts structure and weight to us. And the more time that you and I pray in the Spirit, the stronger we become in the Spirit. All right? And it stirs us up. It develops us spiritually. So imagine this. If I'm feeding myself on the Word, if I am in the Word and I'm reading it, my spirit is being fed by the written Word, and then I pray in English all I know, and then I flip the switch and pray in tongues, it is at that point that I am building spiritual muscles. I believe, Ryan, that praying in the Spirit is a part of our armor, the armor of God. I believe it with all my heart, because he says in Ephesians chapter 6 that we should pray always in the Spirit. Pray always in the Spirit. Praying always in the Spirit. I think that praying in tongues is a part of our weaponry. It's a part of the armor of God. And how many battles are we losing? because we're not praying in tongues, because we're not seeing the the benefit of praying in the Holy Ghost. And Pastor, you talk about in your book, uh, we just have a few more minutes before we release you to uh, pray for people to receive their prayer language, but you talk about, you know, you got to be praying in tongues for your workplace. you got to be praying in tongues for business decisions and purchases and, and praying in tongues for your family. It, you make it so well-rounded that... Praying in the Holy Spirit is going to affect every area of your life. Yeah, I, I tell people who struggle with praying praying for extended periods of time, I, I encourage them, and this has worked out really well for so many people. I, I say, take a picture of your family. Put it on your phone. And when you wake up in the morning, spend three minutes praying in tongues for your spouse. And just look at the picture and flip the switch and say, Lord, for the next 180 seconds, I'm going to pray for my wife or I'm going to pray for my husband. Now, you only know a little bit about what's going on in their life in the natural. And you know how to pray in the natural. Do that to the best of your ability, asking God to bless them, to protect them. But again, you do not know all that's going to come down the road toward them in the next 12 hours. You don't know the temptations at work. You don't know perhaps someone may be texting and driving, heading their way, but the Spirit of God knows. So for the next three minutes, you pray in tongues for your spouse. Then you go to the next picture, and you pray for three minutes, 180 seconds, for your child or your children. You pray for them one at a time. Then you go to the next picture. And before you know it, you have prayed 10, 12, 15 minutes in tongues for the significant others in your life. I would take it to the next step. I would then take a picture of my pastor and the pastor's spouse, and I would pray in tongues for them. 
again, your pastor going through a lot of issues right now. They Some of them may be discouraged. May Some of them may be struggling financially, emotionally drained, ready to call it quits, perhaps even being suicidal. And people assume that church members are praying for their pastor. We need more as pastors. We need more than people just say, Lord, bless my pastor, because there's such inner struggles and turmoil, anxiety going on that many times pastors are not being prayed for thoroughly. And so just spend three minutes, 180 seconds, praying in tongues, the perfect will of God for your pastor. You will watch the joy of the Lord return to his life or her life. You will watch a deeper revelation in their preaching and in their teaching. And, and literally, the peace of God will come upon them. Then you take pictures of the people that you work with and pray a couple to two to three minutes for them that God's will will be done. This is revolutionary, Pastor Ryan. This is what can shift the culture. Not just doing good and not just reading the Bible, but also praying in the Spirit for God's perfect will to be done on the planet, and more specifically, in our world, in our family, in our church. This is so good. You don't hear that being said much about taking a picture of your spouse and praying in tongues over it. I, I believe when you were saying that, Pastor, that the, the light bulb, so to speak, is going on in people's life. It's like, that's what I need to do. That's where I need to start so I can pray for my spouse, pray for my kids. And, and that's going to open up so many doors to where God can move in their life. Would, would you right now, Pastor, pray for a release of uh, the baptism to go into everybody's spirit that's listening right now? Absolutely. There are people that are listening to this podcast right now that some of you are fluent in your prayer language. You've been baptized. And so this is so refreshing to you. It's going to help you to get to the next level. I rejoice in that. Keep diving in. Keep expressing yourself by praying in tongues. There's the other group, though, that you initially received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but yet you've not continued praying in tongues. It happened at that one time, and it was a great feeling, and now you're waiting on the feeling to come back. Let me encourage you. It's not a feeling. It is at your disposal. You can pray in tongues at any moment if you will connect your tongue to your spirit. So what we're going to do in just a moment, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to give a reactivation, a new beginning of your prayer language to the Lord. Now you're going to have to begin to speak out of your spirit. And the Bible says, as they spoke, the Spirit gave them the utterances. The Lord is not going to take your tongue and begin to flap it back and forth and to make sounds for you. You're going to have to begin to speak out of your spirit, no longer in your native language, but out of your spirit, and then the Spirit of God will give you the utterance. Now, the third group, many of you have never been baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and your heart so desires for that encounter. I got good news for you. It's going to happen in just a matter of seconds. When I give the command of faith, I'm going to say, be filled with the Holy Spirit, and at that very moment, I want you to flip the switch, connect your spirit to your connect your tongue to your spirit and begin to speak and God will give you the utterance. This is the day that your life is forever going to change. I promise you. And by faith receive this gift. Some of you are thinking, well I don't want it to be a devil. I don't want it to be this that and the other. 
The Bible says if you will ask your heavenly Father for bread, he is not going to give you a stone. If we, being evil on the earth, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will our Heavenly Father give us the Holy Spirit to those that ask? That's Luke 11, verse 13. So it's going to happen right now. So I'm going to pray this prayer. And as you're driving down the road or you're listening to this in your home, I want you to repeat this prayer after me, and then I'm going to give you the command of faith. Say, Jesus. Jesus. I, I am thirsty for you. I am thirsty for you. And I need the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And I need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And by faith I will receive. And by faith I will receive. I know this is for me. I know this is for me. And your perfect plan for my life. And your perfect plan for my life. So I ask you now, sweet Jesus. So I ask you now, sweet Jesus. To fill me and to baptize me with the Holy Spirit. To fill me and to baptize me with the Holy Spirit. I receive it by faith. I receive it by faith. And I will speak in new tongues. And I will speak in new tongues. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, right now, I'm going to count to three and give the command of faith. And at that very moment, I want you to begin to connect your tongue with your spirit and begin to speak in your new prayer language. One, two, three. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Begin to speak now. Begin to speak now. Make those utterances and sounds as the Spirit of God will give you the utterance in Jesus' name. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Pray it out right now, loudly. Begin to pray in the Holy Spirit right where you are, driving down the road, in your home. Pray in your new prayer language. Flip that switch in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be your holy name, Jesus. Amen. And make sure you get a copy of Pastor Ty's new book from our ministry here, Speaking in Tongues, Your Secret Weapon, and the exclusive two-CD set, The Ten Benefits of Praying in Tongues, a masterclass. You don't want to miss that. You've been listening to Messianic Vision with our guest, Pastor Todd Smith, and now here's Sid to tell you how you can get the special resource. This is one of the most important resources you can have in your arsenal. Pastor Todd Smith's brand new book, Speaking in Tongues, Your Secret Weapon, and it really is. And it's an exclusive two CD set, Power of Praying in Tongues. Releasing the 10 Supernatural Benefits was created to help you understand the supernatural power and value of praying in your heavenly language. Pastor Todd, a former Southern Baptist, wants you to have the revelation that your prayer language is the tool to use in prayer to push against the toughest of situations. When you realize the benefits of praying in tongues, you'll never neglect the privilege to do so. I wish everyone were to read this book. If you've never prayed in tongues, it'll totally transform your life. And if you have prayed in tongues, you're going to start praying in tongues like Paul said, I pray without ceasing. <laughs> I think he meant what he said. The only way you could do that is to pray in tongues. But this is the catalyst. I've never seen a book like this before that puts it all together. Before you finish the book, I promise you that uh, if you've already prayed in tongues previously and you don't pray in tongues right now as much as you did, 
you will be praying in tongues before you finish the book. Call now for Pastor Todd's brand new book, Speaking in Tongues, Your Secret Weapon, and it's an exclusive to CD set, Power of Praying in Tongues, releasing the 10 supernatural benefits for an investment of 25 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Pastor Todd's brand new book, Speaking in Tongues, Your Secret Weapon, and his exclusive two CD set, Power of Praying in Tongues, releasing the 10 supernatural benefits. Offer number 9690 for an investment of 25 U.S. dollars. Be sure to ask for offer number 9690. Once again, that's offer number 9690. 